0: Hi, welcome back to Cycling Talk podcast with me, George Mahoney. I hope you all had a good new year and a great Christmas. So this season I'll be joined by more riders from across the world and from different disciplines. Remember to give me your feedback on the podcast because I love to hear any new ideas that you guys think of. You can find me on social media such as Instagram and Facebook at cycling.talk.podcast. And on Twitter, at cycling underscore talk. Remember to share the podcast with your friends. And we've got plenty of competitions coming up, so make sure to look out for those on our Instagram page. Today, I'm joined by Trek Factory Racing off-road rider, Hattie Harmden. Thank you for joining me today, Hattie.
1: Thank you for having me. So, what's your first memory of being on a bike? Um, I think... It was. It would be about when I was eleven, I think, and I was just on a really rubbishy old bike that um, I think I'd been given, and I just was joining in with clubs, uh, little events, and kind of sessions. And I think it was. I did one race locally, very locally, and I came last, but I still made it around, so I was really happy. <laughs>
0: Was there a bike that you were really excited about getting?
1: Um, I'm always excited when I get a bike, but um, the first bike that Tracy Mosley lent me, uh, which I think was like nearly seven years ago, um, that was very exciting because it was a big surprise and it was just before Christmas, so it felt like a big Christmas present. <laughs> So,
0: you said you did some sort of local club races. Did you join that local club?
1: Uh, Yes, I was a part of Malvern Cycle Sport, and um, yeah, a lot of the kids locally were part of it. So, it was a really good way to kind of get a bit of exercise and have a bit of fun and yeah, ride my bike. (laughs) Can you tell me a little bit more about your first race? Um, It was over actually on. Tracy Mosley's farm and it was just round her woods um, and it was me and my best friend Chloe at the time we were racing against each other we were the only ones in the race but we were just happy to have a laugh make it round and I think we were 11 and 12 at the time so it was uh yeah first one it was good. (laughs) Which disciplines
0: did you do when you were younger and did you have a favourite?
1: Um, my favourite always used to be cross country, because that was the first one I did. And then I started doing cyclocross in the winter, because it's not that fun just riding in the rain. So I decided to do cross a bit. And, but mountain biking was always my favourite when I was younger.
0: So when did you first join Timo
1: Racing? And how did it happen? Um... I first joined when I think I was 15. So that was like four or five years ago. And, um, it was, it was just, Tracy had lent me bikes before and she kind of, um, there was a space for me to join her team and cause we live so close together. It was really quite, um, easy and convenient to make work and yeah that was that was very exciting for me felt very special to put on the kit and things so that was a big step
0: did a lot of your family ride
1: um my older brother like my brothers have all ridden um like they were all part of the club as well but my parents aren't cyclists so it was kind of driven by us as kids do you remember your first national race I do. That was a long time ago as well. I think, um, yeah, that was, that was at margam park in Wales. And, um, I, I didn't do particularly well. Like I just, it was really warm. And I remember just trying to make it round. That was my aim. And I think, I think I came fifth maybe. And I was just, I was absolutely exhausted. I'd never tried so hard in my life and it was, it was really cool, though, because it was like felt like a proper commu- mountain bike community. And, yeah, like you saw these older ones that you were like, oh, my God, like these are amazing cyclists and things. So as a kid, it was very exciting.
0: Did you enjoy the race then?
1: Yes, I enjoyed it a lot. I liked how technical they were. And I mean, it was it was hard, but it was I found it very kind of satisfying and enjoyable at the same time. It was, yeah, not nothing like I'd done before. So do you enjoy the technical courses? Uh, yes, I think I, um, am stronger on the technical sections than some other people, um, our age. So I think I kind of benefit from them being more technical. So I do, um, I do love it when there's some good features in the courses.
0: So how did it feel when you became Juvenile Mountain Bike National Champion for the
1: first time? Uh, that was very exciting. Um, I remember that one a lot. It was a Hadley and it was really hot and it just, it just felt incredible and I just laid on the floor afterwards. I was so tired and I just had a smile on my face all day I remember and it's just, it was a very special moment. Do you remember your first international race? Yes, that was I think that was European Youth Championships I did in twenty sixteen and that was that was a very cool event. It was a team event, um, but there was an individual one within it. And um I actually went with Harry Birchill and Sam Colwell as our team from the south of England <laughs> and we went to Austria to do it and that was incredible. So many kids riding bikes kids from all over of Europe and I never seen so many and they were all enjoying it as much as me I think so it made for a good week of racing.
0: What region do you actually live in?
1: Um, I'm from the West Midlands so um, yeah I live right in, in the bottom of the West Midlands so pretty close to the southwest so near Wales there's lots of riding whales and things so Seems to be a good place to live for riding. So how does racing in Europe compare to racing in the UK? Um, I think racing in Europe is more competitive. There's a lot more, obviously a lot easier for um, international riders to come from European countries. And uh, the courses tend to be more challenging, I think, more technical features and you get um more kind of yeah more more just more people at them and it's just a really competitive like I I feel cycling's bigger out in Europe as well so they encourage it and you see it even when you're riding around like they have cycle paths and like little centers to go and train on and things so I think, yeah, it's a good place to go to race is Europe.
0: Yeah, and there there also must be more girls at the higher level to sort of challenge you when you're racing in Europe.
1: Yeah, there are lots of girls um, from a lot of the European countries, like Austria and Switzerland, always lots of Swiss people. They love their cycling. So, yeah, that's a good place to go to for the racing, definitely. How did you manage
0: your education around your training and racing?
1: Uh, that's a good question. <laughs> um, I think I I did try hard to balance it because I really wanted to do well at school because then once I finished school, if I did it well, I only needed to do it once. Mm. And then I was, it was something that I always had if I wanted to come back to go to uni or anything. And... Um, I think it's just important to get your schoolwork done um, before or even just to time it all in to make sure you had enough time to do your schoolwork was, yeah, was really important. Um, but I was lucky enough at sixth form that I was um, in my freeze, free periods. I was allowed to go home and I rode my bike. So there were ways in which the school helped make it work as well, which was really helpful.
0: Oh, that's really cool. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So in
0: 2017, it was an amazing year for you cycling wise. And you became national champion in cyclocross and mountain bike and then European champion in mountain bike. Can you tell me about some of these experiences?
1: Uh, Yeah, um, it was it. That was a really good year for me. Um, I think I did my GCSEs that year as well. So there was a lot going on. I wasn't expecting to do that well and um I think I just kind of tried my hardest at everything I think the cross um by that age I was getting more into cross I was kind of Mm -hmm. getting the hang of it it was very different kind of funny narrow bars and skinny little tires so I kind of was yeah got into cross more that year and then the mountain biking I really wanted to do well um having done the European champs the year before as well, I kind of had a gauge of where I sat in the field and who the people were to watch out for and who were the top riders that needed to try and beat. And I think I was just, yeah, I just had a lot of fun at European champs that year as well. Like there was, I was with a slightly different team. I was with Harry Birchell again and Charlie Aldridge from Scotland and it was just a fun group to be with, and we just had a laugh a week and raced our hearts out. And I think that was one of the most special moments, European champs. I would never been so happy with the result. I think it was a real, real shock to pull it off. So, yeah, that was a special year.
0: I think it's incredible that you did that on the same year that you were doing your GCSEs.
1: Yeah, it was a busy year. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So, when did you first start enduro racing?
1: Oh, uh, ever since I joined Timo Racing, uh, I did like one or two every year because that's tra- where Tracy came from. Um, well, and that's what she did. So she always wanted us to do a bit because helps with your technical skills, and it's just um, it's just another fun way to ride some stuff on a more t- uh, capable bike, rolls over the roots and things better. So it was, that was, yeah, I did one or two every year. And normally in the UK, <laughs> in the wet, I think every enduro I did was wet and in Wales. So it was character building as well. <laughs> Can you tell
0: me a bit, a bit more about how enduro racing works?
1: Yeah, so um, enduro... You still, like cross country, you ride up and down the hills. However, you're you're not um, timed for one lap sort of thing. You have a certain amount of time window to get up to the first stage. And then as long as you're within the time, that's fine. And then you're, the only sections you're timed on are the downhills. So you'll do like four to six stages in one day usually, and then they add all your downhill times up and that the quickest time wins. Um, but if you're late to the top, you'll get a a time penalty depending on how late you are, but you there's other kind of things you have to bear in mind. Like you can't have any technical help if you break something on your bike and you got to take food with you and water with you and sometimes i think the longest one i was out i think i was out for eight hours in one day and that was a long day but it was a lot of fun so it was good that
0: sounds really cool what do you like about enduro racing
1: um i love (laughs) it still amazes me how you're racing downhills like I still can't believe that's what you're doing <laughs> like you're not suffering on the uphills like in cross country like you just kind of enjoy the uphills and then go as fast as you can on descents and I do love the descending they have like the fun kind of alpine corners or you have some drops and jumps and it's just a very I find it a very fun way to ride my bike and it's a great community I love the kind of relaxed but they all love the racing side of it as well so everyone gets on really well it's a lovely way to race your bike i think sounds a bit scary <laughs> <laughs> yeah i think it to begin with it was for me but then um i just i kind of got into it more and i i would could never be a a downhiller though like that is really, like to me that's really scary but For me Enduro kind of is just in the right spot. (laughs)
0: So you said that you have to sort of carry all of your food and water how do you prepare to carry all that stuff?
1: Um, So some people wear backpacks but um, you have to wear a back protector and mine has pockets in so I can fit um, a 750 bottle on my bike one in my back pocket and then you have like your pump and a spare tube and Um, tire levers and a multi-tool and things and food you just I just pop it all in my back pockets and I look a bit like a camel but (laughs) I manage to take everything I need.
0: So what sort of food do you take
1: to fuel you? Um, I love um, like flapjacks or um, like rice cakes they're like just kind of little squares that are easy to easy to chew, easy to go down um, but you, you do get specific bars but I often think just normal food that you would eat in a normal day um, as long as you're eating regularly enough is uh, all you need really.
0: I'm not very good with all of the bike maintenance stuff, do
1: you have any tips? I always in the winter just try and rinse my bike down afterwards leaving mud stuck to your bike. I always find it makes it much harder to look after your bike and just, yeah, keeping it clean is half of it, I think. And then just making sure, I always wipe my bike, make sure uh, like just touch all the bits and feel nothing feels broken or loose or anything. Mm. I think that's another good one. Yeah, checking bolts on your bike. I've learned that when you don't want to, them to fall off. <laughs> just
0: before you were going to do the Enduro National Champs in 2018, you broke your hand. How did that happen?
1: Um, I actually broke my hand doing an Enduro. Oh, um, okay. I was doing one in, at Eastridge, which is close to Shrewsbury. And um, I just was on a descent and... I Just clipped a tree and my hand just hit the tree and I fell off. I managed to finish the race, but um, yeah, I went to the doctors the next day and it turned out I hit it quite hard. <laughs> That's so <laughs> but, yeah.
0: cool how you still finished the race.
1: Yeah, I was that was quite a quite the day. Yeah, it was a wet one as well, so. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So that year you also did a bit of road racing. Had you done much of that
1: before? Um, no, I hadn't. Uh, no, I hadn't done any road racing. Oh, I'd done one road race before that. But um, yeah, I had to go at a national and national champs. And um, it, was, it was fun, it was very different. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm not so good at the bunch riding. I always end up either right at the back or trying to sit on the front because I don't like being in the middle. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's the tactics and things. It's a great way, like you can use some of the tactics in mountain biking. So it's a good way to learn some of the tactics, but um, I found it very difficult because um, a lot of the girls were part of a team and I was there just on my own. So it was I did, I did learn a hell of a lot about um, how they, work together and how one person might go off the front and then the others kind of stop everyone from chasing after them it was it was a great experience but not quite my cup of tea yeah
0: Yeah, I'm not that great at um bunch riding because how how was it for you when people would attack and you had to try and attack with them was that more difficult than people
1: think it is yeah I think um being in the right I say being in the right place at the right time but I guess people who road race for a while kind of maybe see the signs of people someone getting to the front to go for an attack or something but yeah I always found I was stuck in the middle of the bunch or right at the back and you can't do a lot about it then unless the whole bunch goes for it so yeah that was a lot of (laughs) a lot of mistakes I made there with that but Mm -hmm. It's good to learn. So you had
0: another successful start in mountain biking in 2018, which led to you representing Team G B at the Youth Olympics in Buenos Buenos
1: Aires. <laughs> um, what was that like? That was um it felt like quite a surreal trip. I'd never been to South America before and um representing like G B was is very special. I went away for two weeks. And our race was right at the end of the two weeks. So we did some training. Well, we went to the opening ceremony and we did some training and um, yeah, then we had five events and it was a mixture of road and mountain bike events. So it was, it was a full on few days, but um, it felt very special. Like, and it was cool to meet all the like we were sharing with some boxers and some badminton players, some karate, kickboxing. I possibly got those the wrong way round, um, but um, and BMXer as well. So it was it was cool to meet a bunch of different people as well. So and you had like the little village and things. You see like the event village and going to dinner and things. It was it was quite a crazy experience. I felt very lucky to go.
0: How did you find being away from home?
1: Um I I found it okay. I find as long as I'm busy I I'm fine with it. I think if I have too much time to stop and think about being away from home I get a, like realize how far away I am, but hmm. no I'm often quite busy so I, it seems to fly by the time does. <laughs> what were the courses like there? Um well because it's right by the coast um it was all very flat um, and we had like a a time tra- a team time trial and that was it was <laughs> yeah it was all flat and then we had um, a road race on the same course just a lot of a lot more laps um, and then some like sh- uh, eliminator races they were fun I'd never done one of those before um, but it was Just like around the park so it was great loads of people watched and it was a lot of fun but um personally i prefer a few hills so (laughs) it wasn't quite what i was expecting but um yeah it was um it was amazing
0: yeah i think i watched the Eliminator races and they looked really cool because i'd never seen any racing like that before
1: yeah i'd never done one like that before either (laughs)
0: you're also part of the British Cycling Development Academy. How
1: long have you been part of that? Um, so I first joined as a youth, so I think when I was fifteen and I was on it for four years until I was a junior but um and I found it great like we went to different kind of places around the u k to meet up with other with the rest of the um academy and so you are people to ride with and you rode in different places and you did a few kind of workshops and things to learn about nutrition and um stretching and foam rolling and all sorts of things that would help but um I left actually last a year ago um because it wasn't wasn't quite for me I found wanting to do enduro as well it wasn't going to work and still wanting to do cross as well. There, there was a lot to fit in. So, I mean, it works. You can tell it's worked for a lot of people, but it wasn't quite what I needed last year. So so you have
0: competed and won in several British national cyclocross championships, including most recently winning the elite women's race in January 2020 in
1: Shrewsbury. How did you feel ahead of that race? Um. I was I was really looking forward to it. I kind of always had good results at Shrewsbury. I always really liked the course. Tended to be very muddy. Had lots of little banks and had a lovely, um, fun wooded section, which I always really liked. Um, and it's relatively close to home for me. It's only just over an hour away. Um, but, yeah, I was really excited about it. I didn't think I had a chance of winning it. I thought I really wanted to get on the podium that was my aim but um the day of the race i was there with my dad and i was like just standing like jumping up and down i was like so nervous i was i didn't know what to do with myself but um yeah obviously worked whatever i did
0: (laughs) what was it like competing at your first cyclocross world championships in 2019
1: um that was quite um yeah that was it felt very special it was my first ever world championships across any discipline and um I was a first year junior but they didn't have a junior category then so raced in with the uh under 23s and I wasn't expecting to do well I just kind of turned up and was like right just give it my best shot and learn whatever I can from this race and it was really muddy one um had rained a lot it was very hilly as well and so I just yeah just went as fast as I could and I just found myself up in top three and then dropped back to fourth on the final lap so I don't think I'd been ever so happy for a fourth place in my life. I think that was a very special, special one as well. But it's a shame I didn't get to watch the elite races afterwards because I had to get home to go to school. (laughs) But yeah, that was, that was a special too.
0: Yeah, sounds like a great experience. You also competed in your first world enduro series event that year and came third. Were you expecting to do so well?
1: Um, no, I wasn't, I had never, yeah, having never done one, um, Tracy had just been like, right, you're out in Europe. Let's give one a go. And she was, she wasn't racing. So she was there to support me. And we rode around practice together because she was there with Trek as well with the team. And I was a bit kind of like, whoa, this is really scary like there's lots of kind of really slippy and rocky bits and some rock gardens and a few big drops and things and I was like oh gosh like I'm not sure I'm gonna make it (laughs) and I actually just ended up having loads of fun and the other girls uh we were all the same age and we just all rode around together all day and we got on really well and we just yeah it's (laughs) it just kind of came out of nowhere to be honest I was kind of still thinking about cross-country racing.
0: (laughs) So this year has been pretty different for you racing wise, but you were still able to represent Great Britain at the mountain bike world championships finishing ninth. How was that
1: experience? Um, having just come from racing, uh, I think I did six weeks of enduro. Um, I didn't feel ready for cross-country racing. I kind of was like oh feels like I haven't properly done any preparation for like a couple of months. So I thought my body was going to just be like no I don't want to do this. I'm too tired. <laughs> but um it actually really surprised I surprised myself I think more than anyone um and it was it felt just as special as all the other times to put GB kit on and go as fast as I could round a very wet and slippy uh, world's course. Um, it wasn't, wasn't what I was expecting, I have to say. It was a very long climbs um, and I, yeah, I was completely exhausted by the end, but they had some good fun to So between the climbs, I had a lot of fun.
0: <laughs> so do you think you put pressure on yourself or... You just take every
1: race as an experience. Um, I think sometimes there's some expectation. Like if you've already done well in a race like the week before or a couple of weeks before, um, I sometimes feel a bit of pressure, but I try and just um, take each one as a different experience. Like either try and learn something or I just go with it and see what I do learn um i think going at it with no expectation i often come off with the best result but um yeah i think some people thrive off a bit of pressure but i think the expectation is sometimes gets the better so i always go in with just let's learn and see how it goes
0: yeah so how has your training been affected this year and how
1: did covid-19 change your season um uh, my training this year um has been yeah it's been very more based at home so I haven't spent that long at home in a long time uh, I think just being able to stay at home getting a good routine um just knowing where everything is uh I just kind of thrived off it I think the best training I think I've done in a long time and I felt like I got a lot out of it and moved on a lot um but then it meant for, yeah, the races all bunched up at the end of the season. Mm-hmm. And I was away for nine weeks and I raced at least once every week. Um, so, yeah, that was a lot. And I was very tired by the end. So it was a cool way to do it. And I was glad, very, very glad and grateful that we still managed to race. Um, but it's still a great year for me. A lot of positives to take away from it. Did you train on your own a lot then through lockdown? Um, I I did, yeah, quite a lot. Um, although my brother, my older brother, um, came home from uni for a year. So I managed to do a bit of riding with him, being in the same household. Um, and between the lockdowns, my... Harry came up my boyfriend and we did a little bit of riding together when we could but um yeah just most yeah mostly on my own but I try would try and go out with people if I can if we're allowed as well so Mm. it was a bit difficult though
0: yeah so how do you find traveling to lots of different
1: places I I love it I love seeing new places um but I do find travelling also quite tiring. Um, Mm -hmm. Even though you you kind of feel like you haven't done anything, I always feel exhausted. But I I still have places on my bucket list that I really want to go to. So hopefully I get to tick those off one day. So you currently ride for Trek Factory Racing. How is that going? It's amazing. Um, I just... Can't believe that there are so many people there just to help you and your teammates just perform to the absolute best. Like, always feel a bit lazy sometimes because with the enduro, we had James cooking our dinner and he'd give us massage, and then my mechanic Andy he would do the bikes, and I'd kind of be like, "Oh, I feel like I need to do something," <laughs> but I mean, I guess that's what they're there to do, and gosh they do a good job of it so I, I couldn't ask for more I have to say it's it's a great setup to have
0: I love the track kit I think is so cool
1: <laughs> me too
0: <laughs> what are your hopes for the rest of the cross
1: season um, well I'm hoping to uh, fly back out to Belgium on the 26th um, so staying home for Christmas which is great um, and then there's the World Cup on the 27th in Belgium. Um, and then there's a couple of races. There's one on the 30th, um, like a Belgium kind of national, and one on the 1st. And then there's the la- the next World Cup on the 3rd of January. Um, so hopefully going to do those four races. But <laughs> fingers crossed I can get back out to Belgium. Um, but we'll see how, what the government's and things. So that's the plan. And then after that, uh, the World Cup before Worlds and fingers crossed I get selected to go to Worlds as well.
0: (laughs) So what does 2021 look like for you? Are you aiming for the Olympics or do you think it's a
1: bit too early for you? Um, I think, I mean, I've always dreamed of going to the Olympics but I think we have so many great um, mountain bikers um like Isla Short, Evie Richards and Annie Last. I I honestly Olympics isn't on my radar this year. Um well in the coming year. Um but maybe I might make the 2024 Paris Olympics. But a lot of, a lot could change in the next three years. So um yeah that's not this year for the Olympics. But I think I'm gonna focus on Enduro um a bit more and do the whole series and i'm going to be i'm racing up in elite i'm skipping a year of under 21 to oh, cool. try and try and do it with the big girls so <laughs> we'll see how that goes
0: <laughs> i think that's really cool that you're doing that
1: yeah it'd be exciting so
0: we have lots of big cycling events coming up over the next couple of years in the uk like the commonwealth games in birmingham and the world championships in everything but cyclocross in Scotland. Do you hope to be part of these events?
1: I do hope to make it to Commonwealth Games. I think that's something I've always wanted to do and being so close to home um, would be awesome. Hopefully family could come and watch and things. Um, And yes, 2023 World Championships. I am my last year in under 23. So I was hoping to... um, yeah give that a good stab and fingers crossed get selected for that as well so yes both of those hopefully.
0: Where do you see yourself in
1: five years time? Wow Um, (laughs) well um, hopefully still on Trek because they are a great team and um, I feel very lucky to be on them now their team now Um, and I think I may have had to have to choose in five years so i certainly one will go um possibly even two uh, of my disciplines but i think um i might steer towards enduro but i'm not entirely sure yet so i couldn't exactly say which one i'll have got rid of but i think yeah i will have to specialize in down the line do you have a favorite place to ride for fun um I do love riding at home, um, although it's quite hard because the hills are. A lot of walkers love them, so I think my favorite place to ride is in Finale Ligure in Italy, and it is a beautiful place. And the sun always shines when I seem to go there, so it has a lot of appeal. And they have great ice cream, so you can ride your bike and eat great ice cream, which. <laughs> He's great. Yeah, they have amazing trails there. So fingers crossed to go back again this year.
0: Do you ever come down to Devon to write with Harry?
1: Yes. Uh, I came down to his uh, earlier in the year between the lockdowns. And um yeah, we went surfing and we went riding and um I love it in Devon. Mm-hmm. I think it's got so much riding all over the moor. You have the beach, I love the beach, and um it's just a, a lovely place to be, but I I do also love love Melbourne where I live as well, so it's hard. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so what sort of training do you enjoy
1: doing? Um I I do love Um, efforts I don't know why I just feel very satisfied afterwards when I know I've tried my best and I couldn't have gone any faster and um, I'm not a great one for hours and hours and hours out on the bike I think three three and a half is like my max amount of time I can be on my bike kind of for like just a road ride kind of if you 've got things going on within your ride it's a bit more interesting i can i can hand I can deal with longer rides then, but I struggle with the longer rides, I have to say, so I prefer yeah. the kind of efforty things mm. so how do you like to recover um i I'm not very good at just sitting down and doing nothing, so I always end up writing a to do list on a rest day um and baking, make granola. I love granola for breakfast. Um, Make riding snacks. Um, At the moment, trying to do some Christmas shopping. Um, Mm -hmm. But just tidying, cleaning bikes. Um, Yeah, I just always end up baking, I think. Like, (laughs) just (laughs) lots of food. (laughs) Um, Sometimes go walks on the hills and things as well. So, depends what the weather's like as well. Mm -hmm. Stay indoors if it's raining. (laughs)
0: Is there a race that you would like to do but you haven't done yet?
1: Um, up until this year, I really wanted to race uh, the cross country Nova Mesto World Cup course. But I take that one off the list this year and I'm so glad I did. But um, I still want to go to Whistler in Canada. I've been trying to go for years and each time like I was meant I was going to go this year for a world enduro and it got cancelled so that is the one I want to do Whistler in Canada
0: do you have a favorite race that you have done so far
1: um I think um probably probably um the Nova Mesto cross-country track it was um very like daunting when I first got there Mm -hmm. I didn't realize like cameras don't show you how steep it is and I honestly went round for my first practice lab and was like I'm not making it around this like seriously mm-hmm. it was so steep and so many routes um but I got into it the more I rode it and actually I think it's my favorite track now
0: mm-hmm.
1: who's your favorite current rider oh this is a really hard question <laughs> I'm not sure I actually have one I like I find it very um, fascinating and satisfying watching like the downhillers when they do like cool jumps and whips so like Kate Edwards and Tana Seagrave um, and just watching them do like I wish I could jump like they can and pull cool tricks on their bikes and things like that. <laughs> I think those are the guys I think are some of my favourites.
0: Who's your favourite rider of all time?
1: Ooh, um... Uh, I think I think Tracy Moseley because she has had a go at every discipline uh, pretty much like she's raced cross country world cups she raced downhill world cups she raced um, enduro um, and I think that's something I really admire is she shows how good of a cyclist she was she was so strong she had a go at all of it which I thought was awesome.
0: What advice would you give to other young
1: riders? Um, I'd say don't decide on something on one race, like discipline too young. I think you can do the others. Like there's no need to choose if you like the other ones as well. And I think get your school done. I think I that was one thing I was very glad I did because there's loads of time to train lots and things when you're older and you still need to have fun as a kid so don't get too carried away with making it too serious
0: yeah you've got five minutes before you head down to the start of a race what's on your playlist to get you motivated
1: um I like any songs with a good kind of beat to it so I do quite like um oh that's a hard question they just have such a variety I like um songs by Imagine Dragons I think they do some good ones and I often (laughs) I often just nick other people's playlists I have Mm -hmm. to say like our Swanee Megan she makes playlists and I've just nicked one of hers at the moment but just anything with a really good beat and it kind of distracts you from what other people are doing and you just kind of get a bit lost in the music I do
0: thank you for joining me today Hattie
1: thank you for having me
0: It was great to chat to Hattie. She's such an amazing young rider and I'm sure we'll see loads from her in the future. You can find my podcast on Spotify, Acast, Apple Podcasts, my Buzzsprout website and all the usual podcast places. Remember to share the podcast with your friends and let me know your feedback. See you on the bike.